0: It's a very detailed decision. Uh, we lay out uh, why, under main law, the Secretary of State has the authority, indeed the obligation, I'm duty bound to make this determination. Uh, we also, I rather, um, laid out that the record demonstrates that, in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, uh, were an insurrection. Uh, in the meeting of Section 3 of the Fourteenth Amendment. And finally, uh, in reviewing the facts presented, the evidence, uh, the law, the history, um, we determined uh, under the Section 3 of the Fourteenth Amendment, that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection and therefore was disqualified.
1: This is plausibly live. As I was dropping Cami off at work last night, the news broke that the state of Maine was announcing that they were removing Trump from the ballot. Let's start off today, the last show of 2023, completely in a different direction than I intended to go, with a caveat. I'm going to say some things today that might confuse you, They might make you angry. They might cause you concern. Let me caveat what I'm saying with... I believe that what Maine and Colorado are doing... is incredibly stupid... and extraordinarily short-sighted. This smacks of politics... not democracy. And if it goes forward this way, I believe that it will end the Republic as we know it. It is dangerous. It is incredibly stupid. And, as I'm going to say a little bit later in the show, I believe that it is the moral equivalent of South Carolina opening fire on Fort Sumter. That's my caveat. That is what I believe. But that does not mean that there are not concerns. Maine has made its move. They have removed Trump from the ballot. Colorado yesterday also put out an announcement that Trump is going to be on the ballot. And this was received with great rejoicing and laughter and Trumpsters putting out tweets about We won. See, we're going to be on the ballot. But you didn't actually read what the announcement said. The announcement said that Trump will be on the ballot because that's what the Colorado State Supreme Court ruling said. Unless... dot, dot, dot. The Supreme Court either, A, overturns their decision, or B, decides not to take up the case. In which case, Trump will not be on the Colorado ballot. You really ought to read these whole things before you start start tweeting about it. Of course, conservative talk radio from now until January is going to be filled with talking heads. It's going to be filled with my compatriots who are going to pat you on the back and assure you that the Supreme Court will never allow this to happen that this is outrageous, can't happen, don't worry about it, the Supreme Court will save us. I, however, am not convinced of that. Let me tell you why. In the middle of all this, I had a very long text conversation last night with a couple of people, one of whom was Pat the lawyer. Who was, I got to say this. It was really nice to be able to talk with him at length again about constitutional issues. The question that I'm left with and why I am unconvinced that the court is going to save this is very simply this. What exactly is the question that the Supreme Court is being asked to decide? We haven't seen it yet because there is no appeal yet. There's nothing actually in writing yet. What is the actual question? Is the question can Trump be removed from this ballot? Can Colorado and Maine do this? Well, that's one question. Is it is Trump guilty of insurrection under 14.3 and therefore we can remove him from the ballot? Or of course is Trump's counter to that is, you know, I haven't been convicted of anything under 14.3. I haven't even been charged. Can they do this? Or is there some other question involved here that we haven't even contemplated yet? I want you to consider some things. Number one, I am a constitutionalist. I believe that you follow the Constitution. Unless there is some exigent circumstance, as happened in 1861 and 62, when Lincoln uh, suspended the writ of habeas corpus, unless there is some life or death situation, you follow the Constitution. If the Constitution needs to be changed, then you go through the process of changing. But you don't just decide that it
0: doesn't apply. Because if you do that, then
1: you don't have a republic. There is one side politically, obviously, that believes in just changing things. The side I support doesn't believe that, or at least they tell me they don't believe that. That's the question. The Constitution is very clear in Article 1, Section 4, that the states themselves determine who is eligible to be on the ballot. Period. I know you may not like that. You may be screaming at me. You may be heading for your keyboard right now to tell me that I'm completely wrong. But when you do that, make sure you quote to me the part of the Constitution that says that it's not. The Constitution is very clear that states decide who is and who is not on the ballot. In 1860, there were numerous southern slave states that refused to place the Republican Party, Abraham Lincoln, on the ballot. Did they accuse him of 14.3? No. They just said, we don't like him. Kept him off the ballot. Now, in 1860, it didn't make that much difference. I think it was seven states that did that, and they didn't have enough electoral votes to, to affect anything. So if the question that is asked to the Supreme Court is, can they remove him? Well, what's the constitutional answer? If the question is whether or not Trump was involved in an insurrection and therefore, under Amendment 14, Section 3, is not eligible, is the court in any way able to make that judgment? In fact, who's supposed to make that judgment?
0: My concern is
1: this. What ruling could the Supreme Court possibly come up with here? What's the ruling that they, that they come up with that A gives us what we want, which is of course Trump on the ballot and is in keeping with the Constitution? Because if you don't do that, if you don't do it constitutionally, what have you really done? I've had multiple conversations. With people that I trust, and I regularly use the sound boards, like I said, Path Lawyer, Millsap Ryder, others, and so far, no one has given me what that argument would be. What is the argument that the Supreme Court could make in a ruling that says Colorado and Maine and others cannot remove Trump from the ballot on the basis of 14.3? We could, I suppose, theoretically come up with a John Roberts, it's a tax special in which he twists language and and intentions and takes something that says very clearly one thing and say it means something else. Or we could very well see, and this is what concerns me, folks, we could see a Supreme Court that says, hey, (laughs) Article 1, Section 4 says the states determine the manner. The other is a political question. It's a political question and a state's issue. We have no place in this. I personally don't see what argument the court can make otherwise. Uh, At this point, and today, of course, is the last Friday of the year, 2023. Maybe it's out there, but I'm not seeing anybody making it. I'm not seeing anybody pointing to the Constitution and say right here it says very clearly they can't do that. In fact, they read the opposite. Now again, I go back to my caveat that I gave you before. I think what Maine and Colorado are doing is incredibly stupid. Incredibly dangerous. We've been there before. If the state if the If the Supreme Court says they can't keep him off the ballot, what do we do? If they say that the states can remove Trump, which seems to be the constitutional answer to me, it leads to a tit-for-tat ballot battle. In other words, we've already started to see calls for more Republican-leaning states to remove Joe Biden from the ballot. Okay, where does that end? What happens if enough states remove the the candidate they don't like from the ballot that there's not 270 electoral votes to be had? Then what happens? <laughs> the election gets
0: thrown to the house. If they decide
1: that the states cannot keep him off the ballot, how do we save the constitution? Because the constitution at least the way I read it says that they can. I'd love to hear the argument that says they can. I I'd, I'd love to hear it. I can't find it. What is it? But let's go further. Let's say it's not the president that pick a state. Now let's let's pick a state we don't go to very often Nebraska. What happens if Nebraska decides, the the leadership in Nebraska decides, that we're not going to have any more Republicans being elected from the state of Nebraska? And they remove the Republican candidates for Senate and House from their ballot. According to the Constitution, the way I read it, they can. not Again, it's a stupid thing to do. It's not democracy. But let's say they do that. What effect does that have? The unfortunate reality is that our nation has become, our Congress has become nationalized. Every election in every state matters to every other state because things are so close that what happens when you have a 50-50 Senate with a vice president making a decision and you have one state, in this case, Nebraska, and again, Nebraska, I'm just using you as an example, what happens if they decide no Republicans shall be elected from here. Or a state like Idaho decides no Democrats shall be elected from here. Or California, no Republicans will be on the ballot. 55 House seats. What happens then? It nationalizes the elections, and all of a sudden, you have what is essentially one state, Colorado or Maine, trying to decide what the entire nation is going to be dealing with. Do you start to see why this is such a dangerous and misleading path that Colorado and Maine have chosen? In 1860, as I said, Abraham Lincoln was kept off the ballots in several of the southern states. Not because of 14.3, it didn't exist then, but because they didn't like him. And the Constitution says the states determine the manner of the elections. Okay, even if the Supreme Court comes back and says you can't use 14.3, what if we just decide, well, he's just too fat. We don't like that. You say it can't happen. I say it shouldn't happen. But I wouldn't say it can't happen. Even after Abraham Lincoln was elected in November of 1860, because there weren't enough of these southern states to remove the The electoral votes that he needed. There was still room for compromise and peace. You understand that Lincoln made it very clear. Slavery is the issue. If, if to preserve the union, I don't free a single slave, I'll do that. If to preserve the union, I have to free all the slaves, I'll do that. If to preserve the union, I have to free some of the slaves but not all, I'll do that. He was willing to compromise. He was willing to work. He was willing to do whatever it took to preserve the Union. But the most radical elements in the South, led, of course, by South Carolina, decided that wasn't good enough, that their honor had been impinged upon, and they opened fire at Fort Sumter. And I believe that Colorado and Maine, what they are doing is the moral and political equivalent
0: Of opening fire on Fort Sumter. Tell me how it's not. In
1: 1860 and 1861, nobody had any clue how to solve all this. Because the polar opposites were so divisive and so extreme. That the common man, the common people in the middle, had no... No options. No one had any idea what the solution could be. Lincoln offered three solutions. Free all the slaves, free none of the slaves, free some of the slaves. None of that was good enough. The idea that the American people should be allowed to choose who they want to vote for and not the Secretary of State of Maine or the Supreme Court of the State of Colorado is an extreme position. And just like the extremists in South Carolina, they have lined up the guns and they have brought in Edward Ruffin to hold the fuse to the first cannon. And I'm afraid that this is going to wreck what's left of the Republic. will certainly wreck the Constitution. And like the Civil War in the 1860s, it will change who we are forever and not necessarily for the better. I have no idea what the solution is, but I know this. The solution starts with Colorado and with Maine coming to their senses and stop doing this damn foolish thing this damn foolish way.